Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 24th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yes, indeed, last week we were live all six days on the Sabbath. We rest as the good Lord told us to, and we're back ready to rock and roll for another six. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. And uh, a quick recap uh, on uh, Saturday's broadcast. We had a very unique guest on for two hours. His name is Dale Hutchinson. And uh, he has a podcast. And he says, we are here to inform the public and you about how history is affecting us today. Check out Dale's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's at coffee-time-again.com. And he has some very unique shows. And uh, Dale, believe it or not, is a convention of the state's supporter, Sam Bushman. Uh, yours truly is not. But watch us agree to disagree agreeably, would you please? Because this is kind of how we can work this out. We don't have to agree on everything. We don't have to get rid of everybody and just heave-ho the guy that we disagree with something on. We can work together, folks. Callforcivility.com is a website that I put together on this very topic indeed. We can set aside our differences when we disagree. We can work on things we agree on. We can be agreeable even when we disagree. We can be kind and respectful and dignified and appropriate regardless uh, of, hey, the divisions they've created among us, amongst us, right? Yes, we can. We also talked with Dale, who uh, is a recovered, he says, alcoholic. How is an addict different than an alcoholic? He says there isn't one. What is meant by recovered? We talked about that. They talked about there's no difference between alcohol and addiction. They're all addictions, folks. Addicts, alcoholics, same thing. But since alcoholics are, you know, addicted to a, quote, legal substance, then it's different, they claim. It's not true. And, you know, they say once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Once a drug addict, always a drug addict. He says that isn't true. If you don't drink anymore, you can be recovered. That's an interesting concept. Well, anyway, he's been a... Uh, chemical abuse counselor for over 24 years. He was a chef and a whole lot more. And we applied those discussions to the state of mental health in America. And we pointed to real solutions, ladies and gentlemen. you got to turn to God Almighty if you want real healing, if you want to be completely recovered. Why? Because the idea of completely recovered, of healed, is biblical. That was our one of the broadcasts. We continued with Dale in hour two. Wide-ranging, special, extended interview uh, continued with Dale Hutchinson. And we talked about what is a constitutional conservative? Is it simply the rejection of socialism and the progressive movement? Or is it so much more? I believe it's so much more. 
How does history affect today's world? We dug into that a bit with Dale. We talked about the IRS outsources security, online security to a private company. Video selfies will be required for some functions on the IRS website by this summer. Shame on them, but it's going on. We also talked about the doomsday clock is staying very close to doom, they say. And the world remains stuck in a very dangerous moment. And I say the fear-mongering must stop, ladies and gentlemen. I realize that they're trying to look at going to war with Russia, and they're trying to do... We've been at this for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. Always at the brink of war. Always. And you got to ask yourself the question, why? Why can't we avoid foreign entanglements as our founding fathers uh, advised us to do? Why can't we back away from the military-industrial complex? Because we've got fake money. That's why. And when you have fake money... The dishonest money scenario, ladies and gentlemen, a fiat currency allows them just to run around and wreak havoc globally with no end in sight because of the unlimited funding they have. We've got to ratchet them down with the Constitution and use constitutional currency if we want to rein in these shenanigans, ladies and gentlemen, or else we'll always be close to the doomsday midnight clock. That's what fiat money does. Okay, it's always a doomsday with fiat money. Don't you get it? We talked about the importance of real education in America. We talked about the serious issue of human trafficking, and we talked about uh, Dale wants to move to Belize. Why? <laughs> we also talked about Amazon and a Facebook company. What do they call that? Meta or whatever it is. They have spent more money in 21, that's 2021, uh, for lawmaker lobbying than in any other year, 20-plus million dollars each. That's $40 million from just two companies. We talked about the American Airlines flight returns to Florida. Yeah, woman refuses to mask up was the problem. Yeah, it was a flight to London, ends up back in Miami. My response is, why penalize all those other customers? Why do you turn the whole plane around? What good's that going to do? You think that's going to help anything? What a disaster. We're making the dumbest decisions related to COVID you could possibly make. First off, 90% of the masks people are wearing are bogus anyway. Secondly, you're going to turn the whole plane around and penalize all the other 100-plus how many ever passengers because one lady won't mask up? My gosh, just land at the new place, and if you want to talk to her afterwards or do whatever you're going to do, but my goodness gracious, folks, have we gone? We're just stuck on stupid with this. we got to nullify now, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about the federal gun control agenda. Tenth Amendment Center says we've got to push back and stop gun control at all levels. We also talked about our predictions for 2022. Operation Truth Tellers, our greater numbers will force the mainstream press in bed with government uh, with the truth. Thank heavens for truth tellers in America. You know that? All right, there you have it. That was a recap of the broadcast that took place just on Saturday, two days ago. Incredible wide-ranging interview with Dale. Now, Dale's an interesting guy. He's over 71 years old. Uh, he's a retired man. He's on oxygen. He, uh, you know, just does his podcast for fun and for educational uh, purposes, a research, unique broadcast, very interesting uh, guy and an interesting podcast. And I interview some of those people because they have small shows. People don't know much about them. But you know what? We can highlight the efforts of patriots all over the country doing a great job, using their talents, uh, using their God-given gifts of, of, of talent to bless those around them. And that's kind of why we highlighted Dale. All right, without further ado, Lil Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org with us. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Glad to be here, Sam. Thanks for having me. 
man, have we got a full deck today. You want to start telling Congress stuff, don't you? <laughs> of, course, of, of course, man. Usually, I guess. Well, so John McArdle of the Campaign for Liberty posted a big thank you note for everybody who called their U.S. senators last week. And I wanted to make that note, first of all, because as you remember last week, we asked people, call the, call the Senate. And insist that they stop this undermining of the filibuster, right? I mean, the Dems wanted to throw out the filibuster. Well, on the U.S. Senate floor, on a vote of 48 to 52, we won. The good guys won. 48 to 52, we voted to reject changing the Senate filibuster. Not only did and, and let me be very clear about that, Lowell, just for a quick second. Sure. I'm, I'm not for the way the current filibuster works. I'm against it because I mm-hmm. believe it rewards certain senators above other senators. It makes super powerful. You got almost senator, you know, first class senators and second class senators uh, out of the way. It's manipulated to work now. Um, although I'm not for getting rid of the filibuster because I don't believe the majority should rule. We're not a democracy here. Uh, so I don't mind that high bar. But the way the filibuster used to work as intended by the founding fathers is drastically different from the way it works today. So I do believe we need, quote, filibuster reform, if you will, or change back to the way it was intended. That doesn't mean that I want to get rid of it. I bring that up because me and Dr. Bradley had a big discussion about this, and I want to be very clear. I support the higher bar, if you will, uh, but I don't really support the way it currently works because, again, it creates winners and losers or powerful senators and, quote, less powerful senators, and I don't like that. I think we really need to go back and give the states the ability to elect their uh, senators uh, by state legislatures as we used to have it. I think when we basically violate certain checks and balances, then we create other problems. So I would return the filibuster to the way it was in the founding father era. Uh, in the beginning, very rarely used, but powerful as all get out when necessary. I would have state legislative bodies electing the senators rather than the people so it wouldn't be a pure democracy and the states would have a, a seat at the federal or the general government's table, if you will. I think there's a lot of changes that we need to return to. However, I'm still glad the filibuster did not, um, or the, the break of the filibuster, whatever you want to call it, did not pass, because I believe that high bar needs to be set. But I wanted to set the record straight on that. Lowell? Yeah, I totally agree, Sam. And one more change we had to, to implement is go back to the Constitution, because if the Congress would follow the Constitution, then the Senate filibuster wouldn't uh, be used the, the way it is used nowadays. It's because the no, it's because co- Congress ignores the, the Constitution, and because the states refuse to enforce the Constitution upon the general government that they themselves created, that we have this uh, flip-flopping effect. You know, if you didn't have the filibuster, then Congress would flip-flop back and forth on policy matters. You know, Dem- uh, Democrat policy yeah, for four or maybe eight years, and then Republican Party policy for four or maybe eight years. And it flip-flops back and forth, and so you have one, you know, you have Trump coming in and, and policy that one way, and then you have Biden coming in and policy set the other way. So you're exactly right, Sam. If only we'd return to the, the Constitution, then we wouldn't need this, this filibuster. Sam? Ladies and gentlemen, we got a couple of more points on this with Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. We'll do it all in seconds, but the idea here is tell Congress to stop the Patriot purge. John... Mike Cardell. We'll talk about it more in seconds on your radio. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, 
The nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected and happiest nation on earth. Visit to PreserveTheNation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org with us. We're talking about the good work we've all done calling our Senate to reject the uh, disbandment, if you will, or the manipulation of the filibuster. That's good news. Uh, But I submit to you that it's really wrong how we have it now. We have these first-class and second-class senators. Uh, And I understand that Congress, even according to the Constitution, has the right to make up their own rules. I get that, ladies and gentlemen. But just like executive orders, executive orders were never designed to run the whole government and to make law and to do all these things. They were designed to help the executive branch carry out their day-to-day duties. Uh, And so executive orders have their place, but they're very limited in scope and they've been misused. Same thing with this filibuster. Uh, You've got these internal rules by the Senate, and they have the right to make up their own rules. But here's where I believe it's on track and when it's off track. When they make up rules that govern their body, uh, that's fine. But when they make up rules that reward one senator, and so you have the senior senator from so-and-so and the junior senator from so-and-so and the um, you know, Senate majority leader and the Senate whatever, you start to create these different classes of senators where if a senator's been there for a long time and they're the senior senator and or if they're the majority leader, they've got way more power than everybody else there. So see, that I believe to be a perversion of the manipulation of the rules of the intentions. Uh, and, and so that's why I clearly am so against the filibuster as it currently stands, because I believe that's what happens. And, you know, it's really problematic when we do that, because then if you're from a small state, you're already weaker than a big state, if you will, population-wise and everything else. But then if you got your junior senator, and then your junior senator isn't on any committees because they don't like what he or she says or thinks, or pretty soon you've got this senator that really has no power at all. 
That's problematic to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. But we've got to tell Congress to stop the Patriot Purge, this incredible column by John Mycardell. Uh, and at least 19 federal agencies, Lowell, such as the Department of Justice and the Department of Health and Human Services and everything else, um, they're starting to compile lists against employees who are against the clot shot. This is seriously problematic because the persecution uh, begins, Lowell. Yeah, because the administration cannot get what they want legislatively. They're now pursuing administratively, meaning, you know, uh, yeah, because they can't push Congress to get to do what they want. They're now just pushing the executive orders uh, to get what they want. And one thing they want is they, they don't want dissidents in their workforce. And so they're making a list of people who are opposed to the clot shot, and uh, they're going to call those people from the uh, agencies, right, they're from the federal workforce. Out of the millions of people that work for the general government, uh, you, can, you can expect that in the near future, after, you know, after they make these lists, of so-called dissidents, then they're going to begin letting them go. They're not going to renew their, their uh, you know, contracts. They're going to fire them basically over time, and and because uh, they don't want these good men and women, um, you know, working for them uh, for the general government. And so, these these uh, these federal agencies, they don't want constitution-loving people in them. And and so, uh, Sam, I, I I will I will continue to pray every night for good men and women who will stand for truth and righteousness at all levels of government, local, county, state, and general, and uh, because we need good men and women at all levels of government, regardless of what the adversary does. Sam? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that we the people have a role to play in this republic, and I'm telling you, if we don't play our role, the checks and balances are upset, and hey, you got to work on this together. Me, you, everybody's got to spend a little bit of time on liberty if you want it to be preserved. You know, that which you give attention to has value. That which you ignore eventually, uh, well, out of sight, out of mind, what happens, huh? All right, the Utah legislative body is in session. I call it the reign of terror for 45 days, lol. Uh, but this is where we get involved, right? It certainly is. No man's purse or wallet is safe while the legislature is in session. Somebody famous said that one time, and, and they're right, because you never know what's going to happen up there at the legislature, and so it's imperative that we citizens keep an eye on what they're doing. And our Utah legislative website is very helpful for that. You can track a bill, and you can see where it is in the process. You know, it starts in one house, goes to committee, goes to the floor, goes to the other house, goes to the committee, goes to the floor for votes, and you know, opportunities to kill the bill uh, abound uh, during during all of those stages or those steps. And um, and so, if a citizen uh, wants to stop something, then they have great opportunity to do so. Now, I, I just looked over the first hundred bills uh, over the weekend, Sam, just briefly, not 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 deeply. But so, hold on a minute. Was, How long have they been in session? Uh, just since last Tuesday. So, what four days? Yeah, so we got four days. They've already got 100 new law proposals, ladies and gentlemen. Can you imagine? Well, this is what I mean by the reign of terror and abuse. <laughs> God, in 6,000 years, put 10 commandments together. And then he said, and, and the two great commandments, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, might, mind, and strength, and love thy neighbor as thyself. Now that hang up the law and then the 10 commandments. So you got 12 guidelines from God. And four days, and your bureaucrat thugs have already put 100 plus 
uh, in the hopper, and they're just getting started, Lowell. <laughs> That's right. I just looked at the first 100 because they go all the way up to 250 on the House side, up to 150 on the Senate side, and, and yeah, they're just barely getting started. So there's at least 400 bills there that we, I could have looked at. I only looked at the first 100, and uh, there were several that caught my eye, and I just wanted to alert people to them here in the state. Now, I, I realize we have listeners all over the country, Sam, but... But yeah, this is happening in your state just as it is ours, and so I'm, I'm just simply underscoring the importance of, of your taking a look at what's happening in your legislature, in your state. But right here in Utah, we've got the CONCON bill again, sponsored by Ken Ivory again. How did he get back in there, man? Just grates me. But anyway, he's demanding that Congress call for a convention of states to fix all of the problems, you know, as though our politicians would adhere to a new constitution any better than they do the current one. It's just foolishness, right? Um, HB 16 well, would create... Well, whether they adhere yeah. to it's a whole second discussion. The fact that a new one would be better in the first place is pure poppycock. Yeah, exactly. HB 16 would create a nexus between Utah and the Department of Homeland Security of the general government and allow the governor to order the National Guard into your home pursuant to some emergency response declaration by the department, including forced vaccination or some other emergency, right? They can dream up any emergency they want, and then the governor can order the National Guard to take whatever steps the Department of Homeland Security deems appropriate. It could include the confiscation of property, could include kidnapping, could include extermination of a class of citizens, whatever they deem dangerous to society, Sam. They already want to, to, to lock up everybody who doesn't take the clot shot and say, well, you're a danger to society, and so you can't leave your home, right? Over half the people polled last week here in Utah thought that was a good idea, Sam. Crazy. Crazy talk. So well, I, I don't understand how we even get there, meaning how they even continue to push this, push this, push this, as if somehow we're going to basically um, solve our problem with, with more laws. Again, I refer to the, the Lord's 12, and then our hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And I mean, think about it. We've been doing 500 bills per year for literally years and years and years and years and it's not doing any good, folks. We're just getting the more laws we have on the books, man-made, bureaucrat, whatever, the worse we are. The further we are from what matters, the further we are from the supreme law of the land, the further we are from the morality and the people that are all these things are required, the further we are, folks, every single time. I mean, it is insane. But we continue at it. And then if I bring up anything different, they're like, Sam, you got like a third head. What are you talking about? And I'm going, people. So I, I don't really know what even to do anymore well um, 70 73 of our house representatives voted for this bill hb 16 last week sam it's in the senate now for consideration that's how bad it is that people don't think they just unthinkingly vote for this bill that uh, they're told is a good thing and in in embedded in the details is, is the devil and uh, there's going to be heck to pay for this type of a bill going through one of these days Mark my words, Sam. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to vote them out. Oh, there's a problem with the vote. I understand. We're working on that too, Lowell. <laughs> That's right. Secure Vote Utah. It's, uh, it's ongoing. we got petitions out. They're walking. People are walking them around, gathering signatures. 
we we need your help still. 150,000 signatures, not easy to get in just four weeks, but it's a huge task. But fortunately, the pain is short-lived, right? And uh, and so uh, I, I'm telling you, we got a lot of people on this, thousands of volunteers out there gathering signatures. But if you aren't one of them yet, please sign up at secureVoteUtah.org. Sam? Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org on your radio. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The lead investigator for the January 6th House Select Committee, Tim Heafy, has been fired from his position as the University of Virginia's counsel by the state's new Republican Attorney General. While Democrat lawmakers in Virginia claim the firing was political, an Attorney General spokesman told the Associated Press the Attorney General wants the University Council to return to giving legal advice based on law and not the philosophy of a university. End quote. The State Department will begin evacuating families and non-essential staff from the U.S. Embassy in Kyiv this week. Pentagon journalist Jennifer Griffin on Fox News says President Biden may send U.S. troops to the region in support of NATO allies. What I'm reporting tonight is that Biden is weighing U.S. troops to those NATO allies. The United Kingdom's Foreign Office announced Monday it too was withdrawing some embassy staff and dependents from Kyiv. We are USA Radio News. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian health care sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to health care sharing. It's been around more than 25 years Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Taiwan's Defense Force said roughly 40 Chinese warplanes flew into its air defense identification zone on Sunday. It should be noted the intrusion came a day after the United States and Japanese navies conducted a joint exercise in the Philippine Sea. In a statement, Taiwan's military scrambled its own jets, issued radio warnings, and activated air defense missile systems in response. Former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a car crash. At least one person was injured in a four-vehicle crash in Los Angeles Friday, including a vehicle driven by Arnold Schwarzenegger. The actor and former California governor wasn't injured. Details are still emerging on what caused the crash. Authorities say the impact was so severe that the airbags in Schwarzenegger's SUV were released. Police say alcohol and drugs were not involved in the collision. So far, no one has been charged in the incident. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. We are USA Radio News. 
Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, riding shotgun on the broadcast today. Yeah, at least 19 federal agencies, such as the DOJ and the Department of Health and Human Services and everybody else, compiling lists of their employees that object to the clot shot. They're basically trying to create a database of dissonance, ladies and gentlemen. If you believe in the Constitution, if you're a Christian, you'll eventually be on that list. Write it down. They're coming after the Christians, ladies and gentlemen. I've been the most clear on this since... Uh, I don't know, 25 years ago since I got on the radio. They're coming for the Christians, folks. This new world global order agenda is about tyranny. And the reality is that, hey, the war in heaven continues. Satan was thrust down uh, back in heaven. He got kicked out. The battle's been on ever since, and this battle is nothing but a continuation of that. Tyranny versus liberty. You're in the middle. Where do you stand? Utah legislature's in session, ladies and gentlemen. That's scary as all get out. They've already put hundreds of bills in the hopper. It's scary as all get out. But Secure Vote Utah aims to go back to paper ballots and put integrity back in the voting. To learn more, securevoteutah.org. And if you, my fellow Americans, are not in Utah, start a Secure Vote, whatever your state is as well, would you please? What good are retired people? Interesting question. Uh, What are they, unnecessary eaters there, Lowell? (laughs) <laughs> well, some people think I don't, of I don't, I don't say that seriously, ladies and gentlemen. Don't misunderstand the point. It is the name of a column. Lowell? Yes, it is. Uh, this uh, website I stumbled onto last week when I was researching the Abraham Clark story. It's at uh, constitutionacademy.weebly.com, and uh, it has a, a number of stories about the founders and the framers, and so um, I just find them so inspiring that I want to share them. This website is maintained by the Constitution Academy in Clarksburg, West Virginia. And today I chose a column that asks the question, what good are retired people? Now, I'm not retired, Sam. I'm getting close. I feel as though retired folk are some of the greatest people on earth. But let's read a paragraph about three retired people today. And as I read, you try to guess who I am describing. Okay, here's the first person. This young lawyer retired from active practice at the age of 31 to pursue his hobby of scientific experimentation. He left the firm that he founded, made provisions for the, for the firm to cut him a percentage of future receipts. As a secondary hobby, he got involved in politics. So, so he left his firm, right, to, to do scientific experimentation, then dabbled in politics. He eventually became governor of Virginia. He retired from that job after two years. Later, he resigned as U.S. Secretary of State. He retired as President of the United States after two full terms. And at the age of 81, he became the President of the University of Virginia. His name, Sam? Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) Wow. uh, He retired at 31, Sam. And look at all the good that he did in the world. Man, I'm looking at that in the rearview mirror, sir. (laughs) Okay, here's the second gentleman. A newspaper man retires at the age of 41 to also also pursue scientific experimentation. He sells his share of the newspaper he owns to a shop foreman. By the way, he started that shop at age 16. After retiring at age 41, he finds himself elected to the state assembly and he was named postmaster he becomes a militia commander he spent many years in england representing his state of pennsylvania he has only two months rest upon his return from europe when he's named to the continental congress and less than a year later he's appointed as ambassador to france 
Ten years later, at the age of 79, he's elected governor of Pennsylvania. Two years after that, he attended the Constitutional Convention, 1787, there in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania. And the, this newspaper man who wanted nothing more than time to experiment on the scientific stuff, of course, is Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> How's that for a retired folk? <laughs> um, and, and finally, the third, third uh, gentleman, an Army colonel, he resigned his commission in, in disgrace after surrendering his fort to the enemy. The general uh, that was assigned to finish the campaign, which the disgraced officer had begun, hired him back. But then the general's efforts were worse. He marched his troops directly into an ambush, killing most of his men. The colonel again resigned his commission for health reasons at the age of 26. Sam retired at 26. He becomes a, far a, framer, a farmer determined to bring scientific methods to farming. He also dabbled in politics. He was a happily retired farmer for 15 years, and then at age 42, he was sent to represent his state at the, Constitutional, at the Continental Congress. To his shock and dismay, he was named commander of all military forces. Through eight long, grueling years of war, victory is finally achieved. He retired his commission again at age 51, returned to farming for four years is all. Then he reluctantly served as the president of the Constitutional Convention in 1787. Then as president of the United States, he retired from that job at age 65 after eight years. A year later, he was again named commander of all U.S. forces when a war with France was threatened. He is finally allowed to resign his commission for the last time at age 66. Who am I talking about? Of course, that Army officer was George Washington. So, folks, the greatest general on, ever known, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> looking at these three folks, these three retired folks, all of three of them retired to pursue science. Politics was a hobby, but all responded to a need when the need was greatest and most dire. So let me repeat that last sentence. Every single one of them, Sam, responded to a need when the need was the greatest and the most dire. Well, Folks, do you see a need to serve your country right now? Uh, not only do I believe the need is great, but I believe the need is dire. We, we just need your help. I don't care if you're retired or not, because we need retired folks. Look at the example of these three retired folks. We welcome your help in whatever way you can serve in the sacred cause of liberty. Sam? What good are retired people? I would say this. Uh, you know what? Retired people in the history of the republic are the people uh, who make tyranny or tyranny run. They make tyranny shudder. Okay, that's the kind of people we need in America today. Do you see a need to serve your country today? Is the primary question here. And what we're talking about is an incredible website, Lowell, called Constitution Academy. Constitution Academy, really an education source, right? That's right, Sam. Okay, and their, I, I, uh, their mission, by the free. way. Oh, go ahead. Their mission, to educate the general public about the Constitution and the founding of the United States of America. That's their whole goal, constitutionacademy.weebly.com, Lowell. And I'll be bringing a, an article from this website every week for the next few weeks, Sam. It's so worth it. I want people to know about this site. The information that they provide there is just a tidbit 
of all the good that was done during the founding and the framing era of our country. And it's good to remind ourselves who these men and women are, what a great impact they had on the course of our country. Well, the same is true of us, folks. We can have an impact on the course of our country, of our state, of our county, of our com- community. And, and so it's, just, I, I, it's inspiring to me, Sam, to, to read about, talk about these great individuals who are just simply acting in the, in the cause of liberty and such a difference that they made uh, for, for liberty uh, right here in, 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 our, in, our, in our country, Sam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Reese created a video at lourockwell.com. And, man, this is hard to report on. It's very hard to believe in America that, you know what, you would have enemies such as this. But sadly, in many ways, your government, in bed with the scientific community, in bed with the first do-no-harm physicians at the top level. Now, there's a lot of dissenters, a lot of people standing for truth and freedom and liberty and calling a halt to the con game. But really, when I read this kind of stuff, it's hard for me to believe that it's really real. How could people be so diabolical? How could people be so evil? Lol. If what he is saying here is true, Sam, then then surely the love of man has waxed cold. You know, that comes out of the Bible, out of Scripture. We know that the love of men will wax cold in the last days, right? And we believe we're living in the last days. This article exemplifies that waxing cold, I think, you know. So but basically, Mike Eden, former head of respiratory research at Pfizer, Everybody knows the name Mike Eden, but he's been in the news for months. And But he, along with other researchers, has sourced the VAERS data on vaccine death and injury in the U.S., a database of well over 750,000 adverse reactions caused by the Moderna, Pfizer, and Janssen vaccines. These vaccines have been deployed in different batches called LOTS. And this has allowed Eden's team to reverse engineer Big Pharma's COVID-19 deployment agenda in the U.S. It's this deployment agenda that we're decrying here, that there's the evil going on. All of their research is published at a couple of websites. One is called HowBadIsMyBatch.com. The other website is HowBad.info, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to dig into this, but by the batches of vaccines... They can tell who got the sickest. Targeting red states is what we're finding. This explains a lot, Lowell. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? 
in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Ladies and gentlemen, two websites we're referring to right now in light of this, uh, in my opinion, groundbreaking research. Howbad.info is one of them, and howbadismybatch.com is the other. The documentation is on lourockwell.com. It's a video uh, that points to some research, etc. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Reese does the video. And the idea here is evidence that the U.S. government, ladies and gentlemen, and this is criminal, folks, targeted red states with deadly batches of vaccines. Um, this is very, very, uh, this points to beyond Nuremberg trial stuff. This is criminal, ladies and gentlemen, if this is being done. And now you also then start to say, are patriots being targeted uh, with either vaccines or, and you got to ask the next question, if they created this um, coronavirus in a lab and then intentionally released it, do they have different strains of the coronavirus they can give different people? Can they target and infect? There's a lot of patriots that have been critical of the vaccines that are dead. Are they getting the same batch as other guys that run around and say, man, I'm asymptomatic. I don't even know that I'm sick, but they say that I am. Kind of an idea. How does all that happen, Lol? But if there's different batches of vaccines that have different extreme results, there might be different batches of even the coronavirus itself that have a similar reality. This is very scary, Lol. It sure is, Sam. While one company is deploying a lethal batch of the vaccine, the other two are deploying harmless ones, you know, placebos. They, and thus they create this scientific environment to perform what Greg calls dose range finding, or the maximum tolerated dose for each specific batch. The timeline shows that each lethal batch deployment is preceded and followed by a quiet period allowing them time to establish their baseline before the next deadly batch is deployed. So private leak documents from the CDC show a list of expiration dates, and only certain lots are included on that list, the very same lots found to be highly toxic in, uh, in, uh, in Eden's database, which, which, of course, makes sense. There would be no reason to put an expiration date on a saline placebo, right? They only need expiration dates on the deadly ones. Well, this mode of deployment allows governments to directly to direct deadly batches into specific populations, such as the red states that you mentioned. And analysis of the number of dying people per 100,000 vaccinated in the 50 states shows that the overwhelming majority of deaths are happening in red states. Some red states, Sam, are experiencing 11 times more vaccine deaths than other states, but on average, red states are experiencing twice the number of deaths and vaccine injuries as blue states. 
After ruling out other possibilities, Yeadon concluded that red states received at least twice as many of the deadly batches as blue states did. They are killing people who voted against the New World Order's Build Back Better Great Reset, while at the same time they are endlessly flooding the borders with unvaccinated foreigners, and it's happening right now. So I went to this website, Sam, howbad.info, because I wanted to take a look at it, right? And they do have the lot, so you can click on the one, a page and get the, the Pfizer vaccine lot numbers that have, have been associated with deaths and disabilities and injuries in the VAERS database. And I think that's interesting because if you know somebody who got the clot shot and, and they happen to, to know which lot they used, they could look on this list. They could go to this website and look to see whether the clot shot they got came from one of these toxic lots. And and I hope, you know, all the good guys, I hope that they, if they got the clot shot, I hope that they did not get uh, a shot from a toxic lot. But they can go to this website and find out. 5% of the batches appear to have been, to, uh, their data, Eden's data, suggests that 5% of the batches appear to have produced 90% of the adverse reactions, Sam. That is very serious. Well, and it gets worse because on one hand, it proves that they have the ability to kill at will through these batches uh-huh. under the guise of, of mandated protection, which is what we're kind of looking at here. Uh, but the other problem is this. If they're giving people a placebo, think about this. And they're telling you now that you're fully vaccinated. So let's say that Sam gets the placebo. Lowell doesn't take the bait and take the shot. Now, I didn't take it either in literal, but I'm just giving you this example. I'm against the shots and will not take them. Let's be clear. But let's say that Sam took the shot and Lowell didn't. Sam and Lowell, neither of them are vaccinated. But they're giving me permission now to run around as if I'm vaccinated, giving me special privileges above Lowell as they divide us into first class, vaccinated, second class, not vaccinated, when we're really not vaccinated at all because we got the placebo or whatever. This is seriously, um, if they can prove this, Lowell, this literally takes down your whole worldwide government discussion. I believe it'll never see the light of day and it'll never come to fruition, though. It's kind of like how we know Fauci is so evil and created gain-of-function research proven in Congress by... um, uh, Rand Paul and others, but yet, hey, you can't touch Fauci. So you won't touch Bill Clinton for rapes. You won't touch Fauci for his criminal activity and death and destruction, even though we may prove the facts. We'll never get it to be, um, take flight. The media is against us. The government's against us. But again, this just adds more and more and more to the point where there is all your First Amendment rights are violated. You know what? They'll shut you down on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else for your freedom of speech or freedom of the press on this. If you're not careful, they'll use this to stop you from going to church dishonestly. If you're not careful, you'll never have a redress of grievance. And if you peacefully assemble, they'll literally uh, infiltrate your peaceful assemblage and run it off the rails and blame it on you. Uh, Okay, so literally, um, they're destroying everything we hold dear, including our right to a redress of grievance, uh, which you'll never get on this one, uh, I predict, Lowell. It, it it also gets worse, Sam, because they're, uh, the people who own the GMO uh, companies, genetically modified uh, food companies, genetically modified seeds, and so forth, they are hoping, it's my opinion, they hope to be able to genetically modify 
food in such a way as to administer the clot shot through our foods. I think this is a much bigger, more daunting task for them to do, but believe you me, I bet they have been thinking and working on this for for years, Sam. Whether they want you to eat, you know, food you buy in a grocery store that's been genetically modified <clears throat> such that it will, you know, quote unquote, immunize you against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Well, you and I both know that we don't want the clot shot in whatever form, whether it comes through a hypodermic needle or through genetically modified foods. We don't want it. But if they're able to put it into GMO foods and sell that in the grocery stores, there's going to be a lot of people consuming that material unwittingly, unknowingly, ignorantly, and it's, that, that's deception. That's fraud at its worst, Sam. And if there was a sickness, uh, I don't know, a sickness quotient, uh, you know, right now you got across the country, you've got cost of living index or whatever. You, if you had a sickness equivalent to the cost of living index, a sickness quotient or whatever, you would see it start to rise all over the world, all in parallel with this dishonest deception. Evidence that they're targeting us, evidence that they're killing us, evidence that they're pretending people are vaccinated when they're not, evidence ab- about all this stuff to the point where the sickness meter would rise uh, accordingly, ladies and gentlemen. Be very very aware we don't want their drugs we don't want their vaccines but they're forcing it on the world but what we do want is safe and effective solutions such as ivermectin but no low well (laughs) because some reporter one day said well that ivermectin that is horse dewormer (laughs) you know he called it that's what the media calls ivermectin is is horse dewormer And, and and they do that because they don't want you to use what is has been effective against the SARS-CoV-2 virus, you know. And and so when when, uh, when SARS-CoV-2 first surfaced, you know, doctors around the world discovered that ivermectin was effective, particularly uh, in India, by the way, lessening the symptoms of COVID, right, saving lives. They sent these ivermectin kits all over India, like 250 million of them or something, and, and in one county, just the SARS-CoV-2 virus just went away, right? And so this ivermectin, it caught on like wildfire being a, a way to, to battle effectively the SARS-CoV-2 virus. But, of course, the, the powers that be didn't like that because they don't want sick people to get well. They wanted to kill people, right? They, and so they began calling ivermectin a horse dewormer. Well, the fun fact that I found, Sam, was that the horse dewormer, was actually a winner of the 2015 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine. It was awarded to both William Campbell and Satoshi Omura. I don't know these people. They're scientists, probably, or pathologists. I don't know which. William Campbell and Satoshi Omura um, received the, the Nobel Prize in 2015, right? That's six, six, just six years ago for uh, this groundbreaking research with ivermectin because why because it benefited human beings it turns out that it was used as a dewormer in human beings well and and not horses that's why it won the nobel prize because it benefited humans not horses it saved millions of lives sam and in fact it's on the world health organization's must-have medication list because it's safe effective and inexpensive so yeah it's called horse dewormer now but it won the Nobel Prize just six years ago for its 
positive impact on human beings. And this just goes to prove the power of the media and their dishonest agenda, ladies and gentlemen. Think of what they've done by their lies and their manipulations about it just being a horse dewormer. I mean, they had to just act like, oh, you're going to take horse poop? No, ladies and gentlemen, Ivermectin won the Nobel Peace Prize or the Nobel Peace Prize in 2015 for its benefit to humans, not horses. And it's on the must-have list, ladies and gentlemen, saving millions of lives. It's safe and effective and inexpensive, but they're shutting it down. you got to ask yourself why. Why? Well, because there's evidence that they're targeting people and killing people intentionally. That's why. This is your government, folks. I hate to say it, who's become an enemy to, to the people. I don't know if I'm more worried about my government or more worried about this guy that rolls into Kroger. <laughs> now, there's a good guy right. that went into Kroger, and there's a bad guy that went into Kroger, right? That's exactly right, Sam. I love these good news stories. Uh, this is uh, posted by Epic Times. They have a new edition they called. Um, inspired or inspiring anyway it's kind of like the old uh, uh shows that i used to listen to as a kid um the paul uh, harvey uh now you know the rest of the story series where he talks about the good in the world i love hearing about the good in the world so this this man goes into a, Kro- into a kroger store and snatches the purse off an 87 year old lady well Standing nearby was a, a young man, a young black man, by the way, who saw this thief steal the purse, snatch the purse from this 87-year-old white lady. <laughs> and, and so he ran after the thief, tackled him in the parking lot, held him down and, and, until the police came and, uh, and, and uh, recovered this uh, 87-year-old lady's purse for her. That is a good man, a good Samaritan right there. Not only is it a good man, but it just goes to show that Americans can stand shoulder to shoulder for the sacred cause of liberty, jettisoning the divisions that they've perpetuated for decades on us. We're smart enough to stand shoulder to shoulder for liberty, for freedom, for safety, for prosperity, for service to one another, and service to our God. For Lowell Nelson and Sam Bushman, thanks so much for a fantastic hour full of hard-hitting news that efforts refuse to use. All at your fingertips at LibertyRoundTable.com and LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Make it a great day and choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. And we also claim God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, y'all. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. This is the broadcast for January the 24th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, our goal is to promote and defend and protect and return to, to preserve the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, along with all the checks and balances that chain down bureaucrats and professional do-gooders and government thugs and enemies of liberty everywhere. 
ladies and gentlemen, the reality is tyranny versus liberty. You're in the middle. What are you going to spend your time promoting, huh? Yeah, the battle in heaven where Satan was thrust down continues on earth today. And the principles and the battle lines are the same. I pray you stand with us for the sacred cause of liberty. We're being targeted by bureaucrats and professional do-gooders everywhere. It's evidence that U.S. targeted red states with deadly batches of vaccines is the statement. Lowell Nelson brought this up. I had never heard of it until last hour. So I don't know a lot about it, but I'm checking it out going, are you kidding me right now? Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley's with us, and he's going to help me break this down. His whole lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation, all available at Freedoms, risingsun.com. Doctor, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much. I uh, uh, have not heard anything at all about this, and with your you know, introduction of uh, howbadismybatch.com, uh, it's a plethora of uh, information. I, I just... I um, so I lending definitive further light knowledge to this thing would be something that I would not consider myself qualified to do, but but certainly it's something that needs to be discussed. I uh, I have thought often as we've kind of gone through the last twenty months that uh, I wouldn't put anything past the people that are trying to destroy everything we cherish and. Um, so, you know, I, I hadn't ever thought about states actually being targeted this way because even in so-called red states, there's a, a, some percentage of blue voters, if you will. But I, I believe this is beyond reds and blues. I, I believe this is something that has to do with um, an effort to absolutely take command and control of the entire world and uh, if blue people, I, I don't think that they're going to get a pass automatically just because you happen to live in a state where there's a lot of blue voters. So it doesn't make sense to me that that's the way it's going. Now, well, so hold on. Let's let's back up for a second and kind of document this a little bit more in detail, because I think you're right, doctor. And we'll get there in just a second. I think you're absolutely right on the point. But let's build kind of the case or the discussion point for this. The question that these websites howbad.info, and howbadismybash.com. They're the same website, but because so many people are going to howbadismybash.com, they're overwhelming the site. And so they had to create howbad.info as a backup site so they can handle all the traffic, uh, and hopefully they won't be taken down from the Internet. That's the first takeaway to understand. The second takeaway to understand is they're asking a very simple question. Are some batches more toxic than others? Let me say that again. Are some that batches of vaccines more toxic than others? That's their question. And then what they do is they say this. We're tracking batch codes of vaccines and associated deaths and associated disabilities and illnesses for COVID-19 vaccines. That's how the premise starts. And so they're saying we are tracing these batches and we see more batches going to red states that are causing illness and destruction than blue states. That's the first takeaway that they're kind of noticing to the point of is it's twice as many uh, deaths and disabilities and destruction uh, in red states based on these batches. And they're tracking the batches. So what they say is these three companies, Moderna, Pfizer, Janssen or whatever, they're um, playing games where a couple of the companies will put out placebos while one of the companies puts out a deadly batch. 
and then they switch, and another one puts out the deadly batch, and the others are doing placebos. And they're seeing double the batches of deadly um, vaccines uh, in red states than they are in blue states. Now, you wisely say, I think it's beyond that, Sam. And that makes the next question is, how sinister is this? Remember, they just started this research. They've started it enough to really track the batches and have a handle on it to some degree. But they haven't traced it to the point you're getting to, Dr. Bradley, which is, first off, you've got to back up and say, hey, uh, they created gain-of-function research and created the ability for this virus to go uh, viral in humans. They then created the uh, ability after that. They then released it intentionally. So now you've got a bioweapon called COVID-19 is what they're calling it, or coronavirus or SARS-2, whatever term you want to use for this thing. And the question becomes, is there deadlier strains of this? As we know, the answer is yes. But are they able to target people with deadlier strains as well? And we're starting to see more and more and more patriots that are critical of the vaccines. They either get super sick like you and I both did, or they're dead. And that's in greater numbers than the population by far. So the real question becomes, in my opinion, are there bad or good batches or some batches more toxic than others in the vaccine? But backing up, are there strains or, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, different batches of virus that have been released that are more deadly than others? And are they targeting people with that as well? Um, This research has a long way to go to make your point. However, we're seeing enough anecdotal evidence to start to say there's got to be something more here, Dr. Bradley. I'm absolutely interested in an expanded research effort. Um, But a couple of things I might say. One is, and I've felt this since the very, very first release to uh, the population where prominent people were rolling up their sleeve. You know, these are people with high profiles in churches and government and so on. They got their vaccine and they went through it, smiles that you couldn't see because of the mask. And, you know, their happy little dance and everything else like that. And there has been absolutely zero adverse reaction reported among those high-profile cases. My and those high-profile early cases when, the, when the, uh, in my opinion, the risk was greatest even. Absolutely. And so from the very first moment, I have had suspicions that based upon the risk of exposing the deadliness of the jab, uh, my presumption would be that some of these very high-profile people and maybe they didn't even know. I mean, I'm not going to assume that everybody was told, hey, look, we're going to give you the placebo. You're going to get uh, basically saline solution, so don't worry about it. I don't know if anybody had that conversation with them. Some may have. But I assume that most people that were in that high-profile status that got that saline solution or whatever it was um, were, you know, it's like, hey, man, look at me. I'm good. I'm 96 years old. And I'm hale and hearty, and uh, yeah, this didn't offend. Just, what are you guys worried about? Okay, so it would have been too high a risk for those that are carrying out this conspiracy uh, to to give it to them. So I have suspected from the beginning that those people were probably targeted as being okay. They get a pass, and and you know there was no risk of any time of them keeling over at the time of the shot or two weeks later or whatever. On, on the other hand, too, not on the other hand, but another little issue that comes to thought. When I first started my graduate work, you know, I had to take a statistics course. By the way, I 
I abhor statistics, and uh, it, it's probably in part because of I had a very irreverent professor that that uh, it, uh, one of the required reading books, and I don't remember the title exactly, but I think this is close enough. Uh, and it's not in print anymore, but it was how to lie with statistics, and um, and so everything, every statistical analysis, needs to be carefully reviewed by someone that's capable of doing it. And I wouldn't put myself in that category, but every statistical analysis has to be reviewed to see if there has not been some factor, and some uh, angle that's been played on it, that would give greater uh, preeminence to certain things than not. We need an honest evaluation that, that completely, un, you know, peels the onion, if you will, on these things. And so I, you know, I, I applaud the fact it's being examined. I think that they've gone too macro, if you will, uh, in saying reds versus blue states, if this is the case, because I don't think they're going to say, oh, Trump supporters ought to all be killed and Biden supporters ought to be, um, you know, given a pass. Because, honestly, uh, those, uh, I don't know how many of your listeners uh, viewed, I live streamed it because I couldn't be there, that uh, march against the mandates that happened in Washington, D.C. yesterday. But I live streamed the whole event. They had a broad spectrum uh, from Farrakhan's uh, Muslim followers uh, and uh, to uh, your ultra, you know, red kind of viewpoint. Robert Kennedy Jr. is a lifelong, family lifelong Democrat. And, and his biggest flaw that I see every time he opens his mouth is calling this country a democracy. But he's well-spoken, he's powerfully spoken against what is happening with the vaccines and with the mandates and all those kinds of things. He gave one of the most eloquent, powerful, well-conceived reviews of it. His, his speech yesterday was like 27 minutes I believe it's available now on the internet, but uh, but he he peeled the onion, if you will. He's a Democrat for crying out loud. He's a he's a red guy, I mean a blue guy, excuse me. But the fact of the matter is, I, I'm a little concerned that people become so presumptive that this is just a Republican versus Democrat thing that they could be blind to other things. I don't want. And that it's to not. There's no doubt about it. Who gave the speech yesterday again? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. We'll talk more about that in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. If the COVID-19 shot is safe and effective, then why are 20% of healthcare workers refusing to get it? If the COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, then why is big tech silencing anyone who opposes it? If the COVID injection is safe and effective, then why is our federal government's reporting system recording over 14,000 deaths from the vaccine and an additional 650,000 plus serious adverse reactions. If the COVID shot is safe and effective, then why did Dr. Gert Vandenbosch, recognized as one of the world's chief vaccine experts, risk his entire career and his reputation to plead with the medical community to immediately halt all COVID-19 vaccinations, calling mass COVID vaccinations an uncontrollable monster? Doesn't sound very safe and effective. Maybe it's time to call a spade a spade. At no time in history have the people forcing others into compliance been the good guys. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. gave a full speech yesterday. Incredible, by the way. 27 minutes long. Tells the truth. Tells the tale of reality like nobody's business. Full speech January 23rd. Defeat. The Mandates, March Rally, Washington, D.C. Um, very, very, very well done. But, ladies and gentlemen, your mainstream press, here's how they manipulate it all. All right? They literally say, oh, yeah, he invoked Nazi Germany in an offensive speech. So they're going to just double down to the Holocaust and try to attack, attack him. And, you know, this guy's a racist and he doesn't believe in the Holocaust. Or They're just going to go down this rabbit hole of dishonesty. Uh, the truth is he's comparing it because it's tyrannical, ladies and gentlemen. And even a Democrat like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. sees it, ladies and gentlemen, understands it for what it is. So I agree with Dr. Bradley. We need to be careful to avoid this idea that it's red against blue, Republican is against Democrat, because that's not really the discussion at all. Although that's how they're starting the divide. Uh, they'll be general at first. Um but they'll eventually get more and more and more finite in their divide tactics. Uh, but right now, there's exceptions. you got a good Democrat here or there. You've also got Robert, um, oh, what's his name? He's the guy that invented the vaccines. Uh, and he's literally a promoter of vaccines big time. He, he invented the technology, for crying out loud. Uh, but this guy's speaking out boldly against them as well. So what happens is that good people everywhere are realizing, wait a minute. I've been had here. Something's wrong. And it, so, um, you know what? Robert F. Kennedy Jr., I would say, hey, he's wrong on a lot of things, but good guy in this case. Uh, and this is kind of what we're seeing. More and more and more truth tellers everywhere is really the takeaway, in my opinion, on this, folks. Um, so that's important to understand. We'll have Dr. Bradley respond to that uh, in just a second. But before we do, Dr. Bradley referred to a book. So here's the deal. Dr. Bradley's so quick on his feet, so enlightened and bringing up so many things from history and books. I got to try to write as fast as I can. So I went and did a little bit of research, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and the book is called He's Right, How to Lie with Statistics. And it's written by Daryl Huff. Just so you know the book, ladies and gentlemen, reference. I got that down now. But Robert F. Kennedy Jr. doing a superb job in his full speech 
of breaking this down. He's getting nothing but attacked for it. And this just goes to show you when good people stand up everywhere, they cannot handle the truth, Dr. Bradley. Okay, well, this event yesterday started at the Washington uh, Memorial, the, the big spired peak, okay? Uh, they gathered there at 10.30 in the morning, uh, Eastern Time. 11 th by 11.30, they had wandered over to the Lincoln Memorial, and they had uh, the event there that took several hours. It lasted until 3.30 Eastern Time with speakers. Kennedy was, was kind of the uh, uh, keynote speaker, if you will, the central guy, but they had dozens, literally dozens, of speakers from the whole spectrum. Uh, like I say, Louis Farragon had a, I mean, they invited people from a whole spectrum of political beliefs. I mean, and, and it was not, I mean, they had Jews, they had rabbis, I mean, and, and uh, Christians and, and Muslims and, and Democrats and Republicans. And, and I don't know if you've heard of the comedian J.P. Sears, he emceed the event. Um, I mean, it was it was kind of a non-denominational uh, review of of the tyranny that's descending upon this nation, and I I listened to Robert Kennedy's talk. Of course, I was live streaming the whole event. I did not find the central theme in his talk that the main or the lame brain media is finding this Holocaust reference to. They are absolutely picking a sliver out of a talk that that, that they're trying to, it's, a, it's one of those gaslighting kinds of things or almost to an ad hominem thing where they've, they've attacked him as being some anti-Semitic when that was, couldn't be farther from the truth. There was a Rabbi Epstein that was there and made a, a magnificent defense against this thing based upon Jewish faith. And so it's, it's uh, there, I mean, there were, uh, people that were considered to be kind of uh, really, really the hardcore Jews, too. It wasn't one of those kinds of presentations that the lame brain media is attempting to make it. And so really and truly, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know of Dell Bigtree, but Robert Malone was there, Peter McCullough. I mean, uh, so many of these uh, frontline doctors that uh, have been fighting against this from the very beginning uh, there's just no, there is no justification for the spin that's being put on this. Did, was everything perfect? Not at all. And I, I pointed out a, uh, the, the flaw that Robert Kennedy always brings up is the, the democracy. But nonetheless, sometimes I think we need to stop fighting about religion <laughs> until we've won the freedom battle. I mean, everybody can worship, everybody can believe, everybody can have their own opinions, everybody can have um, kind of their freedom of choice in every single way unless they, they, unless they tighten the ratchets down to so tight that none of us can move. And, and, uh, and so sometimes I think we pick our fights against other people and, and that we compartmentalize people and say, oh, he's a blue guy or he's a red guy or he's a Trump guy or he's a Biden guy. You know what? The Biden people should care every bit as much as you do, Sam, about their ability not only to make their own choices about, uh, you know, their medical care, but also their religions and how they support themselves and what educational process they use and how they, you know, treat their own issues like with, with uh, so-called natural medicine versus traditional medicine. What, what these people try to do is they tar and feather us with a, a brush that tries to create schisms 
and and it destroys the unity that could be there and in fighting against these things the washington post was the first one that i could find yesterday that gave an estimate of the body that was there for the uh, for the event they said between 30 and 35,000 uh the uh, fox news picked it up and parroted what the post had said and uh and and so there was a uh, uh 30 to 35,000 is the number that's being kicked around the block it may be absolutely correct my assumption would be because the post doesn't want anything that breaks the narrative ever given any credibility it probably was more than that but and I I don't know. I, I would be impossible. By the way, you know, in the group that spoke, even there was a Black Lives Matter guy that spoke. And and uh, it, some of it was a head-scratcher to me, honestly, as I, I watched it. I mean, there was, there was some of the speakers were kind of, you know, blowing on their horn a little bit for, for their agenda. But the fact of the matter is it was a broad spectrum of people. It was not in any way, shape, or form an anti-Semitic kind of Holocaust denier kind of thing that the lame brain media is attempting to present it. Now, let's well, put this in good. perspective. So while all the mainstream press ties Democratic Robert Kennedy's speech to being kind of a Holocaust discussion, for the mainstream press, all you go look at the headlines, and they're all basically uniform. You know the CIA press is at work in America big time. So I had to, because uh, I agree with Dr. Bradley, it isn't about red and blue and the divide and all this different stuff. Um, the interesting thing is I had to go the, to the Australian Financial Reviewer, Financial News. So it's AFR.com, but it's Financial Review, Business, Finance, and Investment News from Australia, okay? And here's the headline from them, which is a lot more honest. Um, Kennedy rally against vaccine mandates transcends red-blue divide, AFR.com. Interesting how that's the headline from across the pond, Dr. Bradley. Well, you know, and I've, I've mentioned on your program before that I try and get my information sources from a broad spectrum all across the world, literally. And one of the things that is a general observation, where there are exceptions, of course, but as a general observation, I would say that there is greater freedom of the press outside the continental United States than within the continental United States. It is truly a managed media, not just managed media. There's a script that's handed to people. And if you haven't been observing over the last couple of years, the extreme, um, shall we say, financial investment that pharma companies have in whether it's news media or it's just the programs they're on. I mean. Hallmark Theater, whatever it is. I mean, the romance uh, stuff that goes on. Uh, <coughs> you, you look at the soap operas. They're a, a plethora of, of medications that they're pitching to you constantly. They are bought and paid for. They don't want to lose those uh, financial resources. And so they, they play their tune. It's just follow the money. Follow the money. Ladies and gentlemen, the good news that we're telling you shall set you free, though. The good news isn't the headlines. The good news is what we, the people, our greater numbers can do about it. We are winning in many cases. We'll talk about that as well on your radio. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A Harris County deputy was shot and killed early Sunday morning during a traffic stop in southwest Houston, Texas. The deputy has been identified as Corporal Charles Galloway. Galloway pulled over a white, newer model four-door Toyota Avalon when the driver exited the vehicle and sprayed the windshield with bullets. The suspect remains at large. The executive committee of the Arizona Democrat Party formally censured U.S. Senator Kirsten Sinema over her vote against filibuster changes. But what is the legislative filibuster other than a tool that requires new federal policy to be broadly supported by senators representing a broader cross-section of Americans? A guardrail, inevitably viewed as an obstacle by whoever holds a Senate majority. The censure is mostly a symbolic move. Sinema was one of two Democrat senators who joined with Republicans to vote against lowering the Senate's 60-vote filibuster rule. USA Radio News. Rob tried to manage his constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating day after day. After realizing it was irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C, he found another way and finally said yes to adding Linzess. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two years old. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. The FBI has offered its final assessment on the Gabby Petito case. There's an update in the case of Gabby Petito, who was found dead in September in a national park in Wyoming. The FBI office in Denver said a notebook found near the remains of Gabby Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, shows an admission by Laundrie that he was responsible for her death. Her body was found by searchers at a park in Wyoming. Laundrie immediately became the prime suspect. His body was found in October, and authorities say he killed himself. The FBI also said Laundrie sent text messages from her cell phone after she died to make it seem as if she was still alive. From the USA Radio News Pacific Northwest Bureau, I'm Wendy King. Laundrie's body and notebook were discovered at the Carlton Reserve in Sarasota County, Florida. The James Webb Space Telescope will begin thruster braking at 2 p.m. Eastern today as it settles into its observation destination. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman and Dr. Bradley breaking down. These vaccine mandates, you know what? They're targeting people with vaccines. Are some batches more toxic than others? Howbad.info. Howbadismybatch.com for you to check that out. You know what? A book, How to Lie with Statistics, written by Daryl Huff. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Speaking out boldly with a full speech yesterday against vaccine mandates, against these toxics. Uh, Doctors. Frontline doctors, thousands speaking out, but the media's got them all shut down. There's no freedom of the press in America except for the very few like Liberty Roundtable Live and others. 
Uh, but Kennedy rally against vaccine mandates transcends red-blue divide, AFR.com. you got to go to the Australian news to even get a decent headline uh, on this topic. Otherwise, they just call Robert F. Kennedy uh, an anti-Semite, uh, a Holocaust denier. They just they literally lie. He just made the comparison that this is getting tyrannical, folks, like Germany. you got to beware and step back. He didn't focus on the Holocaust, though. They lie in their narrative, as they often do, ladies and gentlemen, but there is good news. People are fighting back. We're telling you the truth on Liberty Roundtable Live, and there are news organizations that are telling the truth. Let me give you the headline to make kind of the point, and then we'll let Dr. Bradley rock and roll on this one as well. Headline says, the emergency must be ended now, and it's the epic times with the peace, and they say the time has come in their commentary. The time has come to terminate the, quote, pandemic state of emergency. Time to end the controls, the closures, the restrictions, the stickers, the dissertations, the panic mongering, the distancing announcements, the ubiquitous commercials, the forced masking, the vaccine mandates. And they go on and on and on in this commentary basically saying, look, everything they've told us has been a lie. Everything they've told us they've had to backtrack on. None of their measures uh, of distancing, of vaccinations, of masks, of et cetera, et cetera, none of it has worked. The fact is that we, the people with natural immunity, uh, can do just fine. And the uh, coronavirus, via the latest strain, is waning. Uh, and, and so they're backing away from all this. And I think that's great news because it's educating people uh, about the truth. But I also want to give you an ominous warning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm convinced this first round of intentional creation and release of the coronavirus as a bioweapon and then releasing the vaccine as a counter bioweapon, both of them have been intentionally released to make us sick, to kill us, to create fear and panic in the world. And many are deceived on this, and they have calculatedly uh, done this as a soft shot across the bow warning. But they have absolute control, they think. Now, they're lying because God's in control, right? But they want you to believe they have absolute control. And this is the soft delivery at first. I submit to you that at some point, I don't know when, doctor, and I'm going to state that again. I don't know when, but I submit to you that they're going to put the hard screws to us uh, via this same kind of illness plan at some point. Bioweapon, an anecdotal bioweapon. They're going to play those off each other to literally get every one of us sick and the first rounds are pretty soft. Some people die, but not everybody. The next rounds are going to get harder and harder, and they're going to claim or pretend they have no control over it. Dr. Bradley? You know, it's, it is interesting that I, I do believe in a similar manner uh, that what's been released to this point has been kind of a uh, softening up the, the beach, the beachhead. Uh, you know, you talk about shelling the beachhead until, you know, you send in the troops uh, that are in the landing craft, and and then the real slugging fight starts, boots on the ground kind of thing. And uh, it would seem so that at this point uh, there has been a, uh, a softening up and a frightening, uh, frightening the population. And honestly, I'm a, I'm a, uh, more than amazed at the. Uh, population level that has become completely paralyzed with fear. Uh, the scared rabbits that are in their burrows, uh, the COVID cowards, I call them. Um, you know, I talk to people, that, you know, in their mask mandate uh, worlds that they say they can never, never 
again, interact with anybody without a mask on, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's uh, absolutely amazing. But I believe that the worst is yet to come because uh, they have not released everything that could possibly be done at this time. Now, that doesn't mean God and uh, his uh, purposes can't be revealed and, and counter that all along the way, so it's not an old despair kind of thing. But we are finding in different countries around the world where the, uh, the people have pushed back. I mean, there's literally countries around the world where this thing yesterday in, in the United States had thirty to 35,000, according to the Washington Post and Fox News. Uh, there were millions of people, millions. Uh, some gatherings were as large as 3 million. One gathering, 3 million people. There were tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people around the world that have been gathering. England, as you know, the UK, under uh, Boris Johnson, have, have basically relinquished uh, all the mask mandates, all of the COVID uh, restrictions, all of the passport things. And and I think in part it's because he knows he's going to get booted out of office if, if he continues with his iron fist. But in large part, the people are saying, you know what? Show me the science. Show me the evidence. Show me the documental stuff. I mean, here we've been 20-some months, 22 months, with two weeks to, to flatten the curve. It's never flattened. There's an infection rate higher than it ever was at the height of the so-called worst part of it. I mean, and uh, to, to tell you the truth, I mean, I think people are starting to say, wait, 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 maybe the vaccine is the carrier now. Maybe it's the thing that's to be found at fault. There are people that are awakening and saying, whoa, we're done. And, and we really do need to ask, where's the science? There hasn't been any science whatsoever. It's been manipulated. It's been lied. We've had it. It's a moving target. We've relegated or delegated. I don't know which it is. To one man, the idea that science exists on this thing. And this man is draconian in everything he would do. Fauci has been at the basis of so much of what's gone on, and, and it's been a lie every step of the way. By the way, Sam, I forwarded to you a YouTube um, video of uh, Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, Jr. I got the talk. video of his speech. I'm downloading okay. it now from YouTube because I know they're going to take it down. So I'll have a copy of the video when they do. Well, you're right, and, and as, as we've talked before, I had 1,500 videos of mine that were expunged by YouTube because it doesn't, it doesn't fit the narrative that they're trying to put across. But honestly, the truth, the truth will make you free. You've mentioned that today. Truth will prevail. I have in front of me every time I'm on uh, any kind of program I'm doing a, uh, a plaque that says, there is but one straight course, and that is to seek truth and pursue it steadily. George Washington wrote that back in the 1700s. It is an aphorism that we can live by. We need to seek the truth. And as the Savior said, the truth shall make you free. So so it's, it's kind of a, it should be a universal attempt. But so many people today have, it seems, ducked and covered they've bunkered up and hunkered down and they are just living as scared rabbits when it, in truth they should be free and sovereign sons and daughters of God in a program that God set forth in a system that he set forth the system is as wide as the universe and as infinitely small 
as the smallest atomic particle you can think of. Everything is fitly formed by God, and we as a people need to start having a little more faith. We are worshiping at the altar of COVID. We are uh, we we have false gods that we worship. You know, we don't have Moloch anymore or any of those ancient pagan gods. We have gods of physicians and scientists and researchers and pharma com- pharma companies and and politicians. That and we celebrities worship. and entertainers and yeah. I mean it goes on and on, right? It is. It's absolutely a travesty. What a free people. Uh, that are endowed by their creator with magnificent God-given rights. And we have, we have just, we've frittered it away. We've squandered it. And the stuff that's left, we aren't even claiming as ours because we're too frightened. I, again, I, there's a lot of people we could exclude from that, and, and I hope that would include us. But the fact of the matter is a, a great many people have become so terrified. I think of our little local uh, it's probably the most popular radio program in in my community. Every single day, they pound the drum about oh ain't it awful? We all got a fear. We're all going to die. Oh my goodness! And and they talk about all of the the new um, cases and so on. Not far from my place, they have a checkpoint. People are lined up around the block in their cars every day to go get tested for something they've been vaccinated against to see if they've got it. Does is that an inconsistent thing? Oh, I Faith over fear, ladies and gentlemen, is the key, but I do have a legitimate fear that I'm concerned about. I'll tell you about it in seconds, and I want to get Dr. Bradley's response to this as well because it absolutely relates directly to our liberty. We'll do it in seconds with Dr. Bradley on your radio. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, it's Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and yours truly on the radio, Sam Bushman. And we're talking about this pandemic and the propaganda surrounding it has just got to stop. And we're talking about the dishonesty and the targeting of vaccines and possibly even the virus towards certain groups and individuals and everything else uh, to the uh, real goal long term. They're peddling it soft now, but it's going to get hard and in your face. And they're going to use that to reinforce their lie that, oh, man, death and destruction is just around the corner unless you trust fully. You put your absolute trust in government. I reject that narrative and put my trust in God Almighty, ladies and gentlemen. I will never put my trust in government or the media or the solutions they dishonestly provide all the time. But here's where I'm really fearful, Dr. Bradley. I'm not fearful of the coronavirus. I know God's in charge. I'm not really fearful of the tyranny. We've got to fight against it. I get it. And in the end, I'm not fearful because I trust God and I know that we win in the end. But in the meantime, it's going to get rough. And here's one of the biggest reasons I believe it's going to get rough, like you've never seen before. You know, there's a principle, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have a democracy, okay? A democracy says when the majority of the people want something, they just whatever, and that's the deal, right? That's a democracy. We've got a constitutional republic which rejects that narrative and says God's law is first. And man must obey God's law. And there are uh, moral imperatives that govern our actions. And as a result, we have accountability before God. And since nations don't have souls, they can't be judged later. They're judged right now. And so the penalties for disobedience and for turning our back on God uh, is immediate and swift, sad to say, often reality. Well, with the murders of abortion at a feverish pitch, now the murders of corona being, uh, you know, kind of the next uh, attempt at death and destruction and pillage in Satan's plan, my big fear is this principle. When the majority of the people choose that which is wrong, you're in for destruction. Okay, normally you can count on a society when the majority of the people um, push for something, agree to something, most of the time they choose that which is right. Factions may choose that which is wrong, but the majority of the people choose that which is right. Uh, when that changes, though, you know you're in real trouble, and I'm fearful, Dr. Bradley, that we are starting to, because of dishonesty in the media, because of propaganda and indoctrination as opposed to truth-telling, we are about to the point where the American people will choose that which is wicked above that which is right. And that crossing of the Rubicon on that point really, um, I don't want to say puts fear into me because I still trust in God, but really worries me about how rough it will be going forward if that happens. Your thoughts? Well, there has been an avalanche of propaganda, not just on this COVID nonsense, but on the vaccine nonsense and everything. It's been an avalanche of propaganda regarding the, even the type of government we have and the the idea of of the godlessness of our nation. I mean, everybody claims that this nation is not a nation under God, not everybody, but a great man, much of the movement that's doing it's not a nation under God. It's it's a secular nation. It's a commercial nation, but it has not it does not have God at its foundation. So this this uh, sad tale has been told for so many decades now uh, that uh, that there's a a pretty widespread uh, not just propagation of it, belief in it. And I I just 
uh, took a look here uh, during the little break here that California now has a bill before it that will require all, all school children to be vaccinated against COVID-19 under this new bill. And, and so here we have a bill that I, I believe arguably could be said is one of the greatest uh, diabolical efforts to completely modify humanity that's ever been proposed and carried out across, upon the world. Uh, you know, it's not really an experiment because people don't have informed consent. They don't have uh, a, uh, an opportunity to opt out. It's compulsory, and all these kinds of things are happening. It is a juggernaut that's uh, just bulldozing through society right now. And here we have some idiots, buffoons, um, completely untrustworthy representatives in California that are going to say, all the children have got to have this. There is no safe and effective um, proof, none, none whatsoever. The safety thing were a few days of study. We don't know anything beyond a few days of studying. We don't know weeks and weeks into it what will happen. We don't know years into it what will happen. We don't know the, the fertility issues that will come out of this for, for, the, for humanity. We don't know the types of autoimmune system problems. We don't know the, um, the, the full scope of the heart problems, the stroke issues, the, the neurological issues. I mean, we can go on and on and on and on and on and on about this thing. It is not proven safe. There is no evidence whatsoever of that. It's a, a claim by a pharma company that has, has been trying to, to keep this hidden for over 50 years before anybody can really look at all the things that are happening. And, and the, it, it's just an absurd thing. So, yes, your, your concerns are real. And people have been kind of conditioned, if you will. Uh, I mean, we have people that, in my opinion, we shouldn't give them much credibility. But they say, oh, why would you ever, why would you ever question your doctor? Well, doctors really are not the uh, gods that everyone would put them up to. Oh, well, that's well-researched. No, find me the research. And, and it's a lie that's being told to the point that maybe you're right. Maybe the majority of the people will choose the wrong path because they've been lied to. And perhaps there'll be a mitigating factor in there that God will say, you know what, these guys didn't have a full trance. We're going to intervene in these manners, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm pretty certain that we have come to a point, it's almost considered in my mind a tipping point in this nation where we have abandoned so many of the sound, solid, proven principles that that everything was going the direction it should before to a point where we have abandoned reason and sanity and, and we're following buffoons like Fauci and Biden and, you know, Pelosi and Trump. I mean, come on, people. Trump's the guy that gave you your warp speed vaccine that hasn't been proven safe and effective. And in fact, like I say, there are statistics that indicate that the uh, that the infection rate is higher than it ever has been. And, and you have to say, well, has the vaccine contributed to that? I don't know. Maybe. But but you have countries, uh, Israel, for example. We, whether it's contributed or not, it's still up in the air for discussion. But the fact is, Absolutely. it has not reduced as they promised. That's a fact. Absolutely. And 
and Israel, for example, that they've got the double shot and they've got two boosters, and and it's rampant there. You look at some of these, you know, kind of more, you know, uh, the countries that have, have uh, embraced this wholeheartedly, almost to the point of 100%. You look on cruise ships. I mean, you pick isolated communities that are virtually proven 100%, and it's still rampant. It's bizarre, and people aren't connecting the dots. And and then uh, one of the things that uh, Kennedy talks about in his address from yesterday is the VAERS thing. If there's there's some evidence, if if you go by the studies that have been done under the underreporting of the VAERS, you know this is the vaccine adverse event uh, re you know reaction uh, system the government established to report challenges. They say, oh, the government says, oh, it's 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 bad. It's it's not good enough to use. It's the system they gave us, and it's underreporting by such a huge amount. There's never, there is not one evidence that it overreports anything. Not one evidence. All the evidence is it's underreported, and the most of the evidence is that it's only one percent is reported there. And and if you do the analysis where they, you know, the pharma companies are saying, oh yeah, we've got a one in a million chance of a problem. Some evidence is it's one out of 39, not 3,900 or 39,000 or 39 million. It's one out of 39 vaccines will have some kind of adverse reaction. That's what some of the evidence now is showing. Now, not everybody's going to have one leg fall off or, or uh, go blind or, or die, maybe, but they'll have adverse reactions that uh, that probably are worse than the sickness, and uh, it may be permanent, it may be generational. Well, and we haven't even begun to see the adverse reactions that could be downstream yet. We have no idea yet, generational or later in life, or we could go on and on, doctor, as well. So you're talking about how many adverse reactions we have on the VARS database now. Uh, not to mention, though, what will be filed when. Uh, the cause and effect will be broken, though, where you won't be able to tie it to it. You'll say, no, that was 30 years ago. Doctors say there's no evidence or no connection. They'll go down those lies as well. And so we may never realize the ramifications of their actions. Even with the massive underreporting that is admitted by everybody that's willing to look at the research, the massive underreporting says that, that this set of vaccines has killed more people than all the other vaccines combined over the last 36 years. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, people. Let's see what the heck we're supposed to be doing with this. And we we just have we have a lame brain media that is completely scripted on this thing. They get handed, this is the story you're going to tell, and nobody ever backs off from it because they're paid to say it. The talking heads, I don't know if most of them are smart enough to know more than how to read a script, but the fact of the matter is, do your research. Make your choice based upon an intelligent analysis. Don't go by the false narrative that the, the celebrities and the politicians and the pharma companies have put out there. All of them have their own ulterior motives. It's your body. It's your science. It's your life. It's your children's life. This is worth looking at. Don't just roll over and go into a fetal position and say, I'm going to go along with what the rest of the world is saying is right. Figure it out.
You have intelligence that God has given you. Use that intelligence to make good choices. Don't be stupid. Anyway, I mean, well, and turn to, turn to God Almighty on your knees and let the Spirit be your guide, ladies and gentlemen. This is one thing really important to understand. If you're going to make it through the future where they're literally targeting us, where they're literally trying to create sickness and death so they can peddle their, their agenda of tyranny, you're going to need guidance from God to make it through that, folks. You're going to need to really have an understanding of who you are, what your relationship with God is, because otherwise, even the mental turmoil of this uh, will just wreak havoc on your family and on those around you. And you've got to get centered with Christ because he's the author of our liberty. And I'm telling you, I believe in Christ. And I know that he's the author of my liberty and he's the savior of my soul. He is the grantor of eternal life. Uh, and so we need to do all that he's asked us to do. Jettison the gazillion commandments of government and go with the 12, the two great commandments and the 10 commandments that God gives us. And ye shall have faith rather than fear, stability rather than panic, peace rather than turmoil in your life. For Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman, we're flat out of time, but check out his website, freedomsrisingsun.com, to preserve the nation, his collegiate series. Incredible stuff. Check that out. And libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.